you ready for the final answer to perfect success? Is success predictable? Is it possible to guarantee success? What do the wealthy know that most people don't? Is there a secret code? Are there secret rules? Join Lucas Tyndall and Dr. Anthony Rodman as they answer life's most difficult questions and give the keys to perfect, predictable success. Success Epitomized presents the final answer. The final answer. Because success is predictable when you have the right keys. Answer Podcast. I'm Lucas Tyndale. Excited to be here with my co-host, Dr. Anthony Roman. How you doing today, my man? I am doing absolutely wonderful. I'm excited about this topic. This is very needed for us today. So I'm very excited today. Absolutely. Today we're talking about the power of the minds. Yes, that's right. We said minds plural. I know some people out there who have made up their mind that they're going to do something. And yet they're still struggling to have success. They're like, but I made up my mind last year and I made up my mind the year before. What's going on? So we're going to talk about the power of the minds. There's more than one mind that we're working with and we're talking about today. Is that right, Dr. Roman? That is correct. Against popular belief that mind is not the brain and we do have multiple Mm. minds. So that's where we're going to go over today. That's deep. That's deep because I've. Uh, I, when I first went to college, you know, you go to college and they have you declare a major, right? And uh, when mm-hmm. I first went to college, um, my major was, I was going to major in psychology because I loved the study mm-hmm. of the mind, study of the brain. Yeah. That wasn't the study of the mind because they didn't understand the mind, right? Yeah, exactly. And then I uh, went and became a sociology major. And then, you know, I switched like three or four at the times, like most people. Mm-hmm. But I was always fascinated by human behavior. So as we think about psychology and a new level of spiritual psychology. We're going to be talking about the minds. Can you talk to the people a little bit today as we welcome people in, as people are jumping in, and 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 as we're recording this podcast, we are also live on multiple social media platforms. So we want to thank you guys who are here live, joining live, or watching watching this replay, or those of you who are listening to this podcast. We're so excited to have you guys. We are on uh major podcast platform so make sure you guys subscribe follow check us out stream it download it support this show success epitomize presents the final answer with lucas tindell and dr anthony roman so uh let's talk a little bit about spiritual psychology just for a second Let, let's let's introduce the people to the term we may have talked about it a little bit in episode one but i don't know if we did can you let the people know exactly what is spiritual psychology Well, the reason why we focus on spiritual psychology is because psychology creates limits. Psychology takes limits and we want to get the full capacity of the minds, which must start in the spirit. So this is why we do spiritual psychology, because the spirit that we function in, the highest realm that we can function in is a realm without limits. Mm. Now, our minds are what gives us the capacity to take what's from the realm of all limits. There's all possibilities in the spiritual realm and how to bring it into other realms until we can get it to this tangible physical realm that we dwell in. So the reason why we did with spiritual psychology is because we don't want to just study what people call human behavior. Mm. We want to take control of behavior and be able to use it to release our highest unlimited potential. 
That's deep. I think that so often we believe we have great potential, but we don't know how to get it moving. You know, we don't mm -hmm. know how to actually unlock it. In, and I love what we're going to be talking about in this podcast in general. We're talking about perfect, predictable success. That, again, for the people out there, for the people in the <laughs> back, for the people who have been searching for this, whether it, you've been looking for it in business, in relationships, with your children, with your parents, with your family, with your friends, perfect, predictable success has seemed like something that's far outside the reach of most people. So I, I'm guessing that the study of the minds, plural, may help us with that. Do you agree? I definitely agree. This is why the only way you can get perfect, predictable success is to start with the spirit. This is why we do spiritual psychology. Now, this mm. is why we explain in spiritual psychology because we don't do psychology based off of the psychology books we've all been taught. We're not coming from the psychology fathers that most people deal with, dealing with psychology. And we understand that psychology affects every area of our life. Mm. So if you understand that if you can learn the psychology behind everything, you can master anything. Mm. And you can wow. figure out anything. So right. we want to help people learn what's actually happening. What's actually okay. going on behind what's the scenes? What's going on behind what's the scenes that's controlling everybody because everybody is being swayed in one way or the other based off of psychology. Right. So true. So true. I think mm. even at a younger age, we start to learn psychology. Even before they teach us psychology, they're teaching us psychology. As we get older, we want to understand more. I'm somebody who's been fascinated by the brain. Um, I've done a lot of teachings and trainings and workshops on things like emotional intelligence, um, conversational intelligence. A lady named Judith Glaser wrote a book called Conversational Intelligence, and she talked about things like the brain, like the amygdala and the fight or flight uh, mechanisms built into our brain and uh, the things that we naturally do from a human standpoint. Um, but there's something deeper going on inside the mind, inside the minds that far exceeds what they can explain going on in the brain. And I think for so many of us, when we study the brain, we think we got it, but then we can't figure out how to predict success. And then we start hearing about the minds. And I think a lot of times we get caught up in this mystical idea that these other minds, which most of us, as you explain these, I don't think most people have heard of, but I think when we start talking about them, a lot of people look at them as being something mysterious rather than something practical because it's not something they've been introduced to. Exactly. And it's very practical, but the whole point of why most people feel like they can't get to perfect predictable success or understand it is because of what you said before earlier. Mm -hmm. So we, we talked about, most people talk about the human experience, right? Literally, now, the, the human now, experience. The, the human experience. Now, this is the problem. We were not created to be humans. Now, that throws everybody off. Like, hold that, on, what are you talking I'll, I'll about? Throw everybody. What, are you, what are we supposed to be? Cats, animals? We were supposed what? to be dominators. We were supposed to be mankind, not human. We were supposed to be mankind. So we were created to be mankind, not humans. Humans comes from our lowest mind, What's called the ethical mind malfunctioning. Mm. When that lowest mind of us from the ethical mind malfunction, it becomes what's called a carnal mind. Mm. That carnal mind is when you're led by your physical senses. Okay. And when you're led by your physical senses, you're functioning in what's called the human experience.
so many of us though, we we've been taught to take pride in our human experience. Uh, mm -hmm. Dr. Roadman, I, I have to, I have to challenge you because yes, we are great as humans. We are above the other, the animals out there while we recognize, while we're often taught to recognize animal like characteristics, instincts and mm -hmm. such, we're also taught that we are the greatest of these. Right. And so mm -hmm. We are mm -hmm. successful. We've societies. We've caged mm -hmm. other animals. We have, you know, dominated in a sense. I think for a lot of us, we believe as as humans. So I think to go beyond that is kind of a far stretch into something that I don't think a lot of us. I, I think a lot of people may struggle with. So help us understand what you mean. Yes, and that's what you just explained. We have been superior when we're functioning in our ethical mind or above the higher minds above. But we've also destroyed the planet. We've also have destroyed environments for animals and stuff when we're dealing with our carnal self, our carnal mm -hmm. mind. When we're when our ethical mind is malfunctioning, and literally people start acting like the animals that we're supposed to be superior to. So you get back to your animal, people say get back to your animalistic state. You're not supposed to function in your animalistic state. Mm. That actual physical mind is called the ethical mind, is supposed to help fulfill physical success, which is create an environment that's beneficial for us and the animals, not mm. to take away the environment of animals, to actually help lift them up to a higher environment. And we can only do that when we're functioning in our higher minds. And that's where we find the highest levels of, ex of success in this experience called life is when we're functioning and okay. the higher minds and not these minds malfunctioning. All right. All right. So we have multiple minds. You already threw out some terms like ethical mind and things. Let's start breaking down the minds. You know, we yes. you know, <laughs> we want to keep this show in a reasonable amount of time. And there's a lot of information to share today. So let's let's get to it. Let's start breaking down the mind. So mm -hmm. how many minds do we have just so we can forecast forward and let people know where we're going? How many minds do we have? What are those minds? And then let's go back and start breaking those down. Okay, so we have five major minds. We okay. have five major minds that connects to each layer or part of ourselves. Now, it confuses people because we are spiritual beings. That's the part why we deal with spiritual psychology. Your true nature is a spiritual being. Mm -hmm. People can try to deny it or reject it, but we've all been to a funeral and we've true. all seen a body that mm. had this flesh still there. in a casket, still there, and the right. person was gone. And we didn't find it strange. We knew it. We understood it. Every culture exactly. has explained it somehow. So everybody knows that we're a divine spiritual being. Now, our spiritual self has what's called an unconscious mind. Right. It's our highest mind. Now, the psychology books and things that we've been taught says this mind is lower because they don't understand that mind. They don't understand the spiritual realm, mm. but it's our highest mind. Wow. Then we, then we have a soul. Our soul is what, I, what has connected to it was called a subconscious mind. Most people, they've only heard of the subconscious mind. Right. Now we have our actual mind where we get mentality or ways of thinking is connected to what's called our conscious mind. Which is what we know about that one, right? We know about that one. And most okay. people think our conscious mind is our highest mind, but they call it, because there's four 
parts of the conscious mind that connects to all the other minds. Mm -hmm. And I, and there's a part inside your conscious mind, which is called your consciousness. Yes. People often say that, like when you reach full consciousness and you've ascended mm -hmm. to bringing even maybe your unconscious or subconscious into your consciousness, you've reached the highest level, right? That's what a lot of people That's believe. There's a lot of philosophies built around that, right? Exactly. The reason why people think that consciousness is the highest level because your consciousness inside your conscious mind is connected to the unconscious mind, mm. which is of the spirit. Whew. So your conscious, your conscious mind has a consciousness that's connected to your unconscious mind. It has what we call a imagination, which is connected to your subconscious mind. Okay. You're also your conscious mind has what's called a conscience. Now your conscience is connected to another mind is the mind connected to what's called our heart. Now this is not the heart that we know that you can study in a medical state. This is the heart of your true essence of who you are. Mm. So, okay. So you're about to tell us there's more to the heart than this beating thing. I mean, it's funny because we talk about the heart in that little red uh, shape thing. We talk about yes. the heart. Yes. metaphorically we talk about the heart in poetry and music and we're not yes. often talking about this thing pumping blood right we talk about exactly. it in a different way. so exactly. uh i don't know if you're connecting to that or where you're going with it but i think we can accept that there's more to the heart when we say we have a broken heart we don't mean our actual physical heart so just a little bit on that what do you mean what are you telling us about one of our minds being connected to the heart what is that the heart, there's this, the hardest part for people to understand about who we are. We're such unique beings because we have a unseen part of us, which are these minds. Then mm -hmm. we have a seen tangible part of us that we can actually study and research, which is the tangible part of us. Okay. Which are called our systems that we have in us. And we'll go over that next. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about, I'm talking about everything I'm talking about right now is the unseen part of us that they cannot detect. They cannot figure out. They can't put a computer to it and figure out what it is. Right. It's something that we have inside of us that you have to connect to it to know it even exists or to use it to yourself properly. Okay. So we have a conscious that's connected to our heart mind, which is called a creative mind. It gives mm. the power to be creative, to create creativity. That creative mind, when it functions incorrectly, it becomes what's called an emotional mind. That emotional mind is when it actually is malfunctioning and you're led by your emotions or what people say is, I'm led by my heart or following mm, my, my heart. heart. We're often told go. to do that. I mean, yes. I, I so often, I think we've all heard that advice. Just follow your heart when it comes to everything. Uh, yeah. Romance, just follow your heart. Your heart will lead you. And many people who follow their heart romantically ran and fell off the cliff with the person. They're like, let me give you a secret. All wrong. Let me give you a secret. Okay. That's the worst possible advice someone could ever give you is follow Are you your telling? heart. Are you it's going a whole centuries of advice where people said, follow your heart. When it comes to a new job opportunity, follow your heart. When it comes to follow finding your, your passion, your purpose in life, just follow your heart. I mean, now there's some parents who are very practical, like, no, follow the plan. You know, go to school, do this. <laughs> right? They're like, follow, follow the system that I put in order. But for most people who we really feel like the people who love us the most are the ones who encourage mm -hmm. us. And just follow our heart, even if yes. it leads off the cliff. And if it leads off the cliff, nobody ever reflects back and says, you probably shouldn't have followed your heart. They say, well, you can't. 
It's better to have loved and lost than not to have loved at all. So it was good hey, that you followed your heart. It was just the lesson. But you're telling us today, don't do it. That's the worst advice someone can give you because oh. the heart cannot be trusted. It's deceitful behind all things if it's, if it's not placed in its proper position. In its proper position, it's wonderful because if it creates all kinds of possibilities of creativity mm. when it's placed in the proper position. But when you're led by it, the heart has eternity inside of it. It's been given right. it, the heart is always desiring more. Right. It's never satisfied. Your heart, when it functions creative mind, allows us to never be satisfied. That's the best thing about the heart. Mm. That's why you should not be led by your heart because your heart will never be satisfied if it's leading the way. It will always be disappointed. Interesting. So it's so it's not all bad, just to be clear. It's not You're all saying, bad. Okay, that's important. I think this balance, because somebody, somebody, somebody was like, forget this, because I know there's some good things in my heart. So oh yeah. The heart is it, it, good when it's functioning properly, it's creative. It finds okay. creative ways to keep okay. building and finding creative ways to keep expanding and growing and multiplying itself. Okay. But it's, it does a wonderful job as a servant. Not a leader. Oh, we talked about this last week when we talked about money. We said yes. money. We were talking about the value of things. And uh, we said money is a terrible uh, leader, but a wonderful servant. Right. Yes. It, it was that the yes. saying. And now you're, you're money. That money's a yeah. money's a horrible master, but horrible a wonderful master. servant. But a wonderful servant. OK, now now flip that. You're saying the heart. Now, how does tie that back in? What did you say the about the heart? Heart is a horrible leader but a okay. wonderful servant okay okay it's a great advocate and spokesman for what you desire okay. it keeps reminding you of the things you desire can he, he help you keep moving forward but it's horrible if you are led by it you're supposed to let it to give the desires you be like okay great that's a desire now we're going to put something to it and show you how to get that desire in the right timing to create the right perceptions and the okay. right judgments and assessments to make sure that desire is actually beneficial for all people mm -hmm. and actually allows other people to be able to receive their desires as well. Mm. That's different. But the heart, when it's emotional, it doesn't care about anybody else's emotions. It cares about what I want, not what mm. you want. It's all about what I want. Happens so often it, in life. Exactly. In business, in family, I want this, you want that. We are butting heads constantly. I don't know why you won't just see things my way. You don't understand how I feel. My feelings are true. My emotions are my, and we're all caught up in this emotional mm -hmm. storm that is causing mm -hmm. people who otherwise would have gotten along to clash. So you're yes. telling us again, being led by emotions and the emotions of the heart is a big mistake when it comes to predicting success. Is that right? It's a horrible mistake. Emotions are great when they don't control you. Emotions okay. are, are things that are supposed to help find creative ways of expression. It's supposed to help you with desires. It helps you connect with the things that people like, the things that we want to do. Emotions are wonderful mm -hmm. where you're not controlled by them. Wow. You're supposed to control your emotions and direct them and use them in the way that you want to go but not to lead you or guide you because it will literally lead you to destruction.
because wow. it will only focus on what it wants, not what's best for you, what it wants. And that's why. I love So it. this love is it. why. Well, what mind is that connected to? Because we're not just talking about the heart. We're talking about the mind. You said the heart. Yes. This heart we're talking about is connected to a mind. Connect those dots so for us again. In our, so in our conscious mind, we have the unconscious mind, which is our highest mind connected to our spirit. We have our soul that has a subconscious mind. Then we have a conscious mind that has many different layers to it that connects everything together. And I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. We have a conscience, which is connects to our unconscious mind. So we can connect to our spirit or unconscious mind consciously. Mm. Then we have a imagination that connects to the subconscious mind so we can connect to the soul consciously. Mm. Then we have a conscience that's connected to the heart or the creative mind and our conscience is supposed to lead our heart. Okay. Our conscience so, so is the mind that determines what is right, what's wrong. And we what's know that. Good, what's good, what's evil. Right. What's a blessing, what's a curse. What's light, what's darkness. What's prosperity, what is poverty. What's success, what's failure. What's life, what's death. Our conscience determines what side of spectrum is this going to have me functioning in. It's supposed mm. to let the heart know Okay, this is what you want, but this is the right way to do it. Wow. Wow. This is what you want. It is okay. Okay. So I could see how people can get confused with following their heart because your heart is connecting and causing creativity and you're starting to believe that this is the right way. You're making up this idea in your mind. This is the business I'm supposed to start. Um, this is the job I'm supposed to. Your heart wants yeah. what it wants. It's desiring. It's yeah. creating uh, even ideas about how it can happen, right? Like I can see myself there. And we even tell people that I can see myself in this job. I can see myself in this situation. I can, you know, it's, it's, I, I, I think it's for me, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So, so it's creating possibilities, but you're saying we have to be careful because if we just close our eyes and blindly follow it, mm -hmm. uh, we could find ourselves in some bad situations. Well, this is the problem is your heart does not create possibilities, but it creates perceptions. Interesting. It creates judgments. It's different. See, it creates perceptions. This is what the heart creates. It creates your truth, not the truth. That's Ooh, why I hear people, people say, I'm going to speak my truth. This all is my the time truth. People say that. You I'm going to let you know truth. what you got to speak my truth because right. your truth is dealing with your emotions and your perception of the situation. It doesn't mean right. it's true. It just means what you accepted or perceived as true based off of your desires, your wants your mm. assessments or your judgments of the situation. Wow. That's that's so deep. Yes. Yes. And this yeah. is why we have what's called the final part of our conscious mind, which is called your free will. Hmm. Okay. Now your free will, the reason why people think that our conscious mind is the highest mind is because we have a free will. Mm-hmm. Our free, our free will is our divine birthright to be able to decide our own destiny and to create our own reality, mm. how we want to do it. Wow. Now, your free will has inside of it, which most people have before, 
uh-huh. which is called now your ego okay. what it does is it takes all the information your ego makes your choices your free will makes your decisions i'm gonna say it again your so, ego I was, gonna say, say that, I was just about to say that one more time <laughs> your ego <laughs> makes your choices and your free will mm-hmm. makes your decisions you now your choices free will makes your decisions so free will makes your decisions is not an auto setting free will makes the decision that's us yeah so nothing in your conscious mind is auto set you function in your conscious mind you're in control of it everything in your subconscious and unconscious is already preset it's wired a certain way and you and the reason why we have a free will because we can rewire our subconscious mind and we mm. can unlock or we can lock up our unconscious mind see a lot of people unconscious mm. mind is dormant right now wow so your free will can unlock it back to function again or it can make it dormant a lot of people mm. they made their unconscious mind dormant by what being was called practical so many people are taught to be practical mm. i i know uh in my life many times i've been told that and i've mm-hmm. i dare say i may have told my children that a time or two where i was worried yes. that they were making choices that were getting to be too radical and i wanted yes. them to be more practical because i i did it with good intentions i didn't want them to be hurt right i don't want mm-hmm. you to think that mm-hmm. you know uh we tell our kids when they're little they can do anything as they get mm-hmm. older, we start revealing the pitfalls of life <laughs> and the things that can stop you and the reasons you can be unsuccessful. From, so we're like, be practical because I want you to set a goal that you exactly. can reach. From our own negative experiences, what comes from our own perceptions, our own judgments, right. and our own carnality of our ethics malfunctioning. Now, okay. practicality is not an issue because practicality functions in our ethical mind which is the okay. lowest mind. Our free will is connected to our ethical mind of our flesh or what we call our body. Now, this is how it works. Your ego takes all the information from the conscious mind. So it takes the information from your consciousness. Your consciousness is what creates all your blueprints, your schemes, your methodologies. It creates what we call logic and analytics. It takes all information, it creates analytical information, it creates logic, it creates all kind of blueprint schemes of what to do. Then it takes that information and your imagination creates all concepts and possibilities. It creates Mm. visions. It creates what's called foresight and what's also called deja vu. Deja vu. That's not just something... My mom didn't make that up. She used to be like, you're just having deja vu. I'd be like, that is so weird. I feel like I've seen this before. I feel like I've been here before. So you saw that's something that's being created in the minds. In the imagination. Your imagination imagination. is creating all that. And it's it's replaying things that you see in your past, present, and future. It creates all possibilities and it creates concepts. So you can have visual concepts Mm. of what actually could happen, what happened. And that's why soon as you think of something, a scheme, a plan, a blueprint, your imagination starts thinking of all the possible ways and concepts that scheme, that method, that analytics that you're given can work. Okay, okay. Then your conscious takes over and says, okay, this is a scheme plan. These are the concepts. Let's see if that's right or wrong or would that be a blessing or curse or would that be light or darkness for us? 
Okay. And your ego takes all this information and it makes a choice. Mm -hmm. Now, your ego is what's called all your selves. It's all your our selves. Our selves. Your personalities, or what are these? Yes. All these selves. Your self-image. Your self-image. Your self-respect. Oh, self. Exactly. Okay. Self-image, self-respect. We know those selves. Okay. But we'll get all to right. the multiple personalities. We'll get oh, back to that because that's still a thing. everybody. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Air. Uh, against popular belief, everybody has multiple personalities. That's fair. I, I, yeah, we, we got to talk about that. But as I think we'll about it, it doesn't that. sound that crazy. All right, go ahead. Every, sales. We're talking everybody about has multiple personalities. But we're talking about ourselves. We have our right. self, our ego holds our self-image, mm -hmm. our self-respect, our self-worth, our self-discipline, our self-control. All ourselves mm -hmm. are inside our ego. Now, how you view yourself will determine the choices that you decide from all the information that's presented from the conscious imagination and conscience. The mm. consciousness, all that information the consciousness gave, all the imagination gave, all the conscious gave, it will literally be decided of how you view yourself. What's your self-image and self-respect and self-worth? Mm. Now, this is another thing against popular belief. I want you to lean okay. in on me. I want hey, you to listen. lean in. It's our lean in mm -hmm. moments, ladies and gentlemen. You got to lean in as well. Okay. If you're listening need, to the podcast, lean in. If you're watching this live, lean in. If you're watching this replay, lean in, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to lean in. Why don't you lean in right now? Get a little closer to your, to your yes. mic, to your phone, to your speakers, uh, and, and let's hear this information. What's going on? I need you to lean in. Now, against popular belief, your ego should be a strong ego, mm. not a weak ego. As in a big, not a small ego. People say their ego is too big. That's why they, whatever, have these issues. That's why they 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 need to be. They need so much respect. They need so much attention because they have a big ego. They, no, You're because they have a around. low ego. No, because they have a low ego. They have low self esteem. They have Teacher a low me. self image. They have low wow. self respect. So they're wow. doing things because they view themselves lowly. They're doing things to actually get you to not see how low they see themselves. Wow. Fascinating. Because we say people with low self-esteem, low self-image, and those same people, we say they are so needy because they have a big ego, especially when it comes to men. I think a lot of times men are looked at as having mm -hmm. a big ego. You are daring to say that a big ego would come with big self-esteem. A high ego would come with high ah, self-worth. And exactly. it would allow be the person that is always needing somebody to affirm you and reassure you and you're not talking exactly. down to people to feel bigger and better because if your ego's big you're going to be operating at a more optimal level that's what you're telling exactly me. if my wow. ego is functioning at a higher level a higher self-image a higher self-worth a higher self-respect i don't need to do the things that people do with a low ego that actually oppresses people or try to down people i will uplift you because i know who i am Hmm. Wow. I don't have to push you down because I, I, know push you down. I know who I am. My ego is so high that I have hmm. enough space for you to come with me. Wow. I'm going to say it again. My ego is so high. I have enough space for you to come with me because my ego is not functioning no longer in a low state. Wow. That's, that's uh, something, ladies and gentlemen, as you're here for uh success epitomized presents the final answer yeah. ladies and gentlemen again whatever however you're here listening here today 
we want you guys to realize that this show is about shaking things up. It's about giving new ideas and concepts. If we said what everyone said, you'd get what you always got. If you do what you've always done, you're going to get what you always got. So we're going to give you guys some new information. We put this together to make sure that we could give you guys some yeah. concepts and ideas that could change your life. But they're not going to change it if we just say what everybody else said a little louder. That's not what you need. OK, <laughs> so we came to tell you some things that are truth. Like this is not someone's opinion. This is not a fading fact. This is truth. That and, and if you know, if you really think about it, I know this may be challenging somebody out there. If you really think about it, this makes sense. If you really just slow down and erase everything that you've always been told and step into this information with an open mind and just say, is that even possible? Just start there. If you can't even say it fully makes sense to you, step into the realm of is it even a possibility that this could be true? And what if I try applying this information into my life and do a little case study and see if it doesn't lead me to a better, higher, more predictable level of success? That is our goal on this show. So as we continue on, Dr. Roman, continue yes. on. Help us out. Where are we going? So when you have your ego, <clears throat> your ego will actually create your choices. Okay. And then your your ego will present the choices made to your free will and your mm -hmm. free will gives you the final decision or makes, as we will say, the final answer. The final so <laughs> I love it. I love it. So then when it makes the final answer, it sends the final result, the final decision to your ethical mind and tells your ethical mind, these are the ethics that will be needed to manifest the decision that we actually made. Mm. And your ethical mind determines your what's called your output, your work ethic, mm. determines your actions, determines your feelings. It determines all those different things. And if your ethical mind is functioning carnally, which is malfunctioning, functioning on its senses, it will take that decision and say, I don't feel like it. Have any of us ever said that? All the time. I mean, from waking up in the morning to going to bed half the time, to what we eat, to how we live, to people are in constant conflict because people don't feel like acquiescing to everybody else's thing. People don't feel like assimilating into everybody else's way of thinking and doing things. The way you mm -hmm. see it isn't the way I see it. Your truth isn't my truth. I don't feel like doing this today. I don't, I'm not going to feel like doing it tomorrow. I'm not so sure. And our lives exactly. are often driven by what we feel. What you just said is driven by it. Our flesh or carnal state, which is function our senses, our senses, our feelings are driving the car in a direction, in a ditch mm. of destruction. Wow. Because every time you go off of how you feel, you're lowering your ethics. I'm going to say it again. Wow. Every time you base a decision off of how you feel, you're lowering your ethics. That's deep. And now you're telling your senses and your feelings you take the wheel. Mm. You drive the car. So we're only going to do what we feel like doing. Yeah. 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 And, and it Which leads to a lot of procrastination. And, and no manifestation. 
Procrastination and, which creates no manifestation. Wow. wow. So many people are there. I yep. felt it. I, I, I know those who are watching live or agree. <laughs> they felt it. So most people just experience it. Let me give you an example of what just happened. Most okay. people just did it themselves. I'm going to explain to you the whole process, how this works. Right? Uh-huh. Most people have this dream body. Uh-huh. They have this dream, which our unconscious mind creates this possible look that we want to have, this image that we want to create. Right. Right. And most people, when the new year came around, yes, sir. They made a they had a vision. Yep. Or a destination of what that way would get to that dream body. I'm going to get to that dream body. By the time it's summertime, I'm going to yes. get beach body ready. Ready, yes. They got a vision. They might got a vision board. They might right. got a picture of somebody. This, right. this lady that looks like, the, like this guy that looks like it, I got a vision. And I, yep. they place it in their subconscious mind. This is the destination. Our subconscious mind holds our visions and ideas. Our vision is the destination I'm trying to go to. Okay. So now this is the destination. By this time period, and sick and summertime, that's my vision. I want to be beach body ready. Right. Right. Yeah. So then, their consciousness start creating all kind of schemes, blueprints, and plans. Let me go buy this workout plan. Let me go to the gym. Let me get a trainer. Right. Then their imagination starts thinking about all the things they actually have to do to get Ooh. there. It creates all kind of concepts of eating plans, workouts, and different things like that. Then their conscious says, is this right or wrong? This is right. I should have been getting myself together. I've been I overweight too long. Year. I should have this last that. year. Yes. And I, I want to make sure I don't get no blood pressure. I've, I've been told this in my family. All this stuff. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And then you look in the mirror and your ego, mm -hmm. because it has a low self-image, says, we're doing this. I made the choice. Right. I made the choice. I am going to start the new year. I'm going to get in the gym membership. I'm going to 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to wake up before work. I'm going to start working out. I made the choice. Yes. Right? Yep. Now, what happens next? That's a good so question. So I made the choice. That's a so good I made question. the choice. Wait, hold on, hold on. I, I made the choice. Time. The gym is packed in January. To the regular gym goers, mm -hmm. January come around, you'd be like, who are all these people? If they don't get off the machines, who are they? Who are these new members? Who are these new people, right? Yes. Gym is packed. Parking lot is packed. Everybody's working out. Uh, fitness equipment is selling out everywhere. January, yep. people are on it. And they had this vision. They thought it was right. They were ready to go. They had great intentions. They didn't mean to, they weren't lying. Just like they weren't lying in 2020 and 2019 and 2018. They really believed it was right. So you asked us, now we ask you, what happened? What, Dr. Roman, so it, what happens? So this is what happened. It's many different factors. A lot of people made the choice, right? They made their ego. They saw their self-image. I don't want to look like this no more. I'm going to make the choice. Six o'clock comes, I set my alarm. I put my alarm on my phone. I am ready. I made the choice and I go to bed. I'm fired up. I'm about to go. I'm about to change my reality. Right. And six o'clock comes and my free will has to make the decision to actually get up or not. I mm. made the choice with I my ego. Choice. 
Okay. But my free will has to make the decision when six. When that alarm goes off. off, my free will can hit snooze. My free will can make other decisions. My free will there can create another idea about it'll. I'll start tomorrow. Tomorrow, I always tell people be careful because tomorrow may never come. Or I'll start on Monday. Monday's a great yes. push off because that gives you that buys. That's like snooze that buys you a whole another week. You're like I'll do it on exactly. Monday. Right. Exactly. So okay. the subconscious has programs set inside of it. So our subconscious has programs and memories. So now the subconscious says we don't usually wake up at this time. This is not our usual programming. Mm. And you literally have to make a free will decision to say, I'm going to override the programming. Wow. Now, so you have a split second decision. Am I going to roll over? Uh huh. Or am I going to hit the alarm and get up? I got to yeah. make a decision. I have to use my free will to override the programming that I've always had, which is rollover. Right. Most people, they made the choice, but when a decision comes up, their free will says, they, most people say, well, you know, last time I got this hurt, their heart. Right. That, that hurt. And I really don't feel like having to really get dressed, take a shower, drive to the gym. So I'm going to make a decision to roll over. Right. They made the choice. They got all the schemes. They got the plans. They got everything set up. They got their gym membership. They yep. got their trainer. They pay for it. They got new workout gear, everything. Right. But they still had to make the decision to override mm -hmm. their subconscious programming, which has been... I've been rolling over and sleeping. I've not been working out in years. That's a program. We have a free will to override that program. So when you make the decision to get up, your decision, you tell your subconscious, no, I'm overriding that programming. I'm getting up today. Wow. So your subconscious says, okay, so you're taking it from here. Yes, uh -huh. I'm taking it from here. This is why people say it hurts because they're fighting against their mm -hmm. selves or their subconscious programming, what they've always done. Wow. And then they say things like, this just isn't for me. I'm not a morning person. I'm not a workout person. Help us with that. What does that mean? Is that true? So, so now they start going back to the ego. Mm. They start going back to a low self-image to start making choices of why this decision was not the right decision. Wow. Then they go tell their conscious, are you sure that I cannot be okay health-wise and not work out? Mm. They start trying to convince their conscious, are you sure? Because I have, did they go to their imagination? I have my one friend that don't work out. They never got heavy or weight. Right, right. They eat whatever they want. They eat whatever they want. So right. then they start creating their consciousness. They start creating schemes and plans and say, well... I can go get this machine that makes me not have to work out or I can get this pill. Yes. Let me go order this pill that can burn something where I don't actually have to do anything. The ethics, the mm -hmm. ethics that my free will made. Wow. That's tough. And it exactly. Yeah. So you're fighting against your old feelings, your old emotions and your old subconscious programming. But your free will has the authority and the right to override it. So if I can push past all those feelings and I can make all these thoughts 
and take every thought captive and make it obedient to my free will, I can keep moving forward. Wow. See, this is the power of our free will. If I can take every thought captive, every thought, every concept, every feeling, and make it captive and make it obedient to my free will, Uh I can override it and I can get in that car. My feelings are feeling emotional. Right. I can either subject and be led by it, or I can tell my emotions, find a creative way to make this an enjoyable experience. Wow. That's powerful because I think so often we are told that it's it's hard to override that stuff, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and so many people have tried. You know, you get the motivational videos, the audio, mm-hmm. the podcast, the whatever it is to try to motivate mm-hmm. Uh, yourself to get up and do something different, right? And, exactly. and we, I, I think we often we 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 give it over. We give our free will over to some type of force outside ourselves, which is mm-hmm. this programming that has been going on for a long time. So it does feel uh-huh. strong. It's like, yes. man, that thing got some teeth. That thing knows how to hold me back because because it came a part of you. You made it a part of you. Interesting. Okay, so that makes it hard it, to get out. It makes it hard. So you have to die to that old self. Mm. We call that our avatar. We have to die to that person we created to survive in the reality that we created that made us feel comfortable. Wow. Because you're the creator of your reality. You're not the creator of reality, but you're creator of your reality. That's deep. I have to remove, I have to die from the reality I created to accept what you just said. This is just who I am. I'm not a morning person. I don't work out. No, you created that person. That's not your true self. That's the person you created to feel comfortable in the reality and experience that you created to live in. Wow. So if I created a reality where I've told myself, one, I've, I've accepted or told myself I'm not a morning person. And, and one of mm-hmm. our live guests here uh, here on Facebook made a comment that, that oftentimes we don't like a job, but because we need the income because we see it as the income we need to survive, we will push past it. We're like, I got to do it. We wake our kids up. We're like, you got to go to school. We don't ask our kids, are they morning people? When we get a job, there's the question is not, are you a morning person? Now, they may have different shifts and you may have some opportunity to negotiate your shift, but it's not about what kind of person you are. Are you the kind of person that wants to have nice things? Are you the kind of person that wants to be able to go to places you want? Are you the kind of person that likes to bring in some type of income that you learn to do those things? And every day, and a lot of people are like, I hate this job. And some of it is they're hating the fact that they're killing the old avatar that believed that they couldn't even get up and couldn't do this. But at some point, our esteem for ourselves, our ego can grow. And we can say, you know what? We start to say things like, I think I am a morning person. You know, actually, I do like this. But what you're saying is the old person is now dead and a new person is alive. And we've now accepted that as the new us. Exactly. And the reason why most people say they hate it is because... They have not experienced the success okay. that That's they're supposed good. to be experiencing. Mm. See, most people, we talked about it last episode. Uh-huh. Money is not success. So money will not drive you to push past these things. This is why there's so many so people. Good. No matter how many things, there's all kind of financial opportunities for people but people are still not willing to change their ethics for it because they inwardly know that's not success they know that is not what i'm looking for right you will get up more for your passion than for money 
right? You'll get up more for your purpose than for money. True. Money will get for a temporary moment of time. Because once you have it, you know how fickle it is. So this is why it's so important. You can override this stuff. And then when you get there, most people try to create a perception of, see, it's packed in here. That's why I don't come. Right? Look at the parking lot. Exactly. I don't want to get out of my car. Exactly. Right. Instead of looking at the perception and judging is, look at all the energy in here that's going to help me mm. look at all these through this experience. Trying to reach I the same you, goals as me. Try, We're exactly. all in this together. Wow. Yes. And finding people they can connect with to help them on their journey. Like, let's do this. Right. And look wow. at the ethics. When they get on the actual machine and the treatment machine and they be like, this hurts. I don't feel like it. Instead of pushing past their ethics and saying, this is a great experience. Mm. I'm. This is my first step to breaking free Ooh. from my old self. And I want to take this step to freedom. And every step is a step to freedom to becoming a higher form of myself. That is so good. That is so good. Because I, I have a, a vision. I'm stepping towards my vision I set of what I'm Ooh. going towards. So I'm going to create new ethics to reach that vision and that dream possibility because I'm about to be beach body ready. ready. It's time to do it. This <laughs> is the year to go. I love what you're saying. You're talking about changing. We're we're, uh, this is a great analogy. This is a great um uh, a piece for us to look at here when we talk about the body and so many people, physical fitness goals is a goal. It's at the top of New Year's resolution list every year, year after year, year for decades, which is fascinating because you would think with so many people having it for so long, so many people would have achieved it that they would stop looking for the same thing. But so many people fall short because somewhere in there, somewhere in the minds, we fall it's short. Psychology. It's psychology. It has nothing to do with working out. It has everything uh -huh. to do with your psychology. If you, you get your psychology together, you won't even have to work out so hard. The reason why you people wow. have to work out so hard is because there's psychological abuse they place upon themselves. Ooh, that's a whole other level. What do you mean psychological abuse? People are trying Think to be about it. themselves and accept themselves. Even though they don't look like what they thought they should look like, they get that that swimsuit. They, they say, say women see themselves... Uh, as their body, and they take it very personal because that's the society right. we built. They say men just wear their body like it ain't even them. They don't care. They like a lot of men. They, don't, they yeah. don't care. But what does that mean, though? What are you saying? It's psychological abuse. How many people are on the treadmill saying, "Look, this is why you got to go because look how you look. You're fat. You you see, you ain't worked out in so long." They abuse themselves instead of saying, "Is I am reforming. I'm changing myself." If how many people have worked out every single day? for a six month period of time and didn't lose weight. Wow. Because they didn't change their mindset, the psychology behind it. They kept looking on the scale, looking in the mirror and say, it's not working. That's so deep. So what do they do? So we're, we're, we've, we've shared a lot of issues here. Okay, again, we gotta keep giving the people the I can shift. What are they supposed if, to do? What do we do? I can shift my psychological mindsets uh -huh. to success and knowing that my psychological minds have more power than my actions. I can change my reality. Let me give you an example. How many people we have that you know that are, we call them our skinny friends that never gain weight. Right. And they right. tell you, 
I just can't gain weight. No matter what I eat, I can't gain weight. Yeah, they're trying to gain weight. You're like, that's a problem. They gain. Yeah, they have gain. A, They've been told their whole lives that they don't gain weight. Right. So they literally program themselves that they cannot gain weight. How many people have been, I can't lose weight? It's psychological. Wow. Now, why does your skinny friend, when they turn maybe 40 or 50, start gaining weight? Because someone told them, when as you, you get, get 40 older. or 50, as you get older, you're yeah. going to start gaining weight. You're not going to have that bite anymore. They look up and they be like, hold on, I'll start gaining weight. It's right. psychological. Wow. Your, un your unseen part of you will always override your physical scene. Let me help mm. you understand. Your unconscious mind is connected to two physical systems. Okay. Our respiratory system, which receives, our reproductive system, which creates. This is why mm -hmm. we're able to create life. Okay. This is why we're able to receive life through our respiratory system. Mm -hmm. So most people, their biggest issue behind actually getting the image they have is they have a bad form of breathing they're restricting themselves from receiving life which is the power to create their own reality wow so what working out does it gets you to breathe again at a rate that's not restricting your breath anymore wow so if i sat there and i learned proper breathing techniques i can actually do more with my breathing techniques than i could even running on a treadmill now dr roman I, I do want to clarify some of your credentials in understanding that, that you've helped athletes become extremely successful in the past that you've worked with and you've trained and you worked out. So as you're using yeah. this as an analogy, as an expert in spiritual psychology and the minds, you're also someone who truly understands the connection to the body and you've helped people yes. go to the highest level of athletic performance into professional yes. leagues and beyond yes. around the world yes. with these same concepts. Just to clarify to people out there who's like, who is he? How does he know? Has he ever tried it? He's probably one of those little people. He's probably, he don't even know, right? So just to be exactly. clear, put these concepts into practice, correct? Correct. And even as an athlete, anyone who's an athlete, you cannot work. You, it's a plateau of physical output that you can get. Right. You get to a point where you have to go beyond physical output and go to higher measures. The first thing they tell you as a professional athlete is control your breathing, young fella. You got to learn how to control your breathing. You have to learn how to receive the proper out input and give the proper output to have the power to make your body override its limitation. Wow. The natural body is not supposed to be able to handle what professional athletes go through. They have to go to higher means mm. of psychology to even handle the daily schedule that the normal human body that people are functioning in their carnal state cannot right. do. Wow. And if you don't function at a higher state, this is why a lot of people get hurt and why there's a lot of mental health issues at those higher levels of performance. Wow. Because if you're trying to function at that level of performance that is beyond physical capacity, your physical body will break down. And if you keep overriding it incorrectly, your mental minds will break down. Wow. I love this. I love this. The Again, those who are here live, there's a lot of great feedback and people are really enjoying this discussion. Now, we, we got to take it to a place now. We need to make sure that we're able to give everybody the minds again 
And let's yes. make sure we tie these things together. Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you guys have enjoyed this part of the discussion as we've tied it to some of our goals and dreams and aspirations, that beach body concept that many people have. Yeah. <laughs> Early in, in January, they're ready to go. Yeah. <laughs> and so many people fall off by February. The gym is pretty normal by March. Forget about it. It's totally normal. You know, and everybody's like, I'm working out outside. A lot of people aren't coming back. Yeah. But and, and it's not that people are so bad. It's not that you can't. It's that you weren't told about the psychology of it. And, yeah. and we need to talk about not just psychology in the brain. We're talking about spiritual psychology with the minds that have a deeper, broader um, connection beyond what we're normally taught and talk about, which has been the limiting factor why so many people have been kept in a box. And one day we're going to have to talk about some of the systematic uh, programming that our television is doing. I believe Dr. Roman one day exactly. you told me that our television is telling us a vision for our lives. So to the exactly. woman who's looking at that woman and, and desiring to look like her in her body. And then they say, but take this pill. It's telling you a vision that it was the pill. Um, do this surgery. They're telling you a vision that the only way to get here is this surgery. And they're really just trying to sell and market to us. So that's a different discussion, but I, I look forward to us talking about that a little bit. But this is the point. power we have inside of us. We understand the psychology of the power we have inside of us. Right. Losing weight and all those different things we want ha has nothing to do with working out. Don't say that now. You got some people, they about to cancel their membership. Come on now. This is the, this is the good news. This is the good news. Let's go. This is good news. Financial success has nothing to do with money. Losing weight has nothing to do with working out. Peak performance has nothing to do with training. Has everything mm. to do with psychology. Wow. Let me let me help you understand what the physical part, the ethical mind does with money. It takes what you already created within you. Everything you need is already inside of you. Wow. Everything you need is already equipped inside of you. You mm. take what's inside of you and you make tangible things manifest and represent you. Right. See, finances, financial success does not come with money. It comes with everything I place inside of me and I make the money to go do what I already created. Mm. It's not the wow. money. Okay. The money is representing me because I am wealth. Right. Right. Peak performance okay. does not come with me training. Peak performance comes with me becoming what I am. I am a high performer. So when I actually go to perform, the performance is a outward representation of who I actually already am. Wow. Working out does not make you lose weight. Working out helps you transform your outward body to create what's called the, the muscle part, the chisel part to form what you've already formed inside your mind. Wow. That is to many a very radical concept. But and how long it takes, Arnold? How long it takes? If they but, but how long it takes? Okay. Oh, how long it okay. takes? All right, go ahead. Depends on what you created inside of you. So that's why I can work out a half an hour. You can work out three hours, and I can get higher performance if I believe my thirty minutes will achieve the results, and you don't believe your three hours will. Wow. Go ahead, though. What you say about Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah. Go ahead. I mean, he had a mindset. Now he had a wild work ethic. Don't get me wrong, but when you mm -hmm. when you study his life and his mindset about what he was going to do, 
It was incredible. I, and when you listen to him and a lot of very successful people, what you hear them start to boil it down to, even if they didn't know it when they were younger, as they get older, they start to talk all about it was a concept in my mind. If you believe it, you can achieve it. If you can see it, you can get there. If you, It's always about this mind thing. Uh, Kobe Bryant even talked a lot of his mindset, right? They were always talking about this mindset. And as he got older, he started to break down film and started talking about, well, here's how I was. Here's what was going on in my mind. Here's exactly. what I do. Here's what I, but then he also talked about how he worked hard to program himself a certain way. I taught myself to override that pain. I taught myself when he's, uh, his Achilles is torn and he's still on the court. He's like, well, I had mm. been ta- teaching myself for a long time to override pain and to not let exactly. anything. Exactly. So you're saying that if it's in your mind, if you can get it in your mind, you can manifest it in your physical body. And, it, and the time period manifests up to the time period you created inside these minds. Remember, we have an unseen part of us and a seen, tangible part of us. Our unconscious mind connected to our respiratory system that receives, our reproductive system that creates. Okay, right. Our subconscious mind connected to our what's called our endocrine system. Okay. Or what's Which- also called our endocrine system is what most people call the system that holds our third eye. Okay. Right. Which if you heard it, yes, a whole nother, it holds the penile gland and different things like that, and okay. it holds that system, and it also holds what's called our urinary system that allows us to release the waste from our subconscious. Right. Because our subcon- the most part of who we are is spirit and water. That makes it the most part of who you are. Hmm. Your spirit, which is air. And water, which is soul. Mm. That's the most part of who you are. So your urinary system releases the waste part of you that is not functioning properly of your soul. Mm. And your endocrine system, when it does not have enough water, when it's overcrowded with salt or things like that, is not functioning properly. Mm. So then you have your conscious mind which is connected to what's called your nervous system, which is called the brain. Okay. And guess what else? What's that? Your muscular system. Wow. It's connected to what mind? What? Your what conscious it? mind. Wow. So I can literally transform my muscles with my mind. Wow. I will send the electrical compulse through my electrical impulses through my nervous system that will literally transform my muscular system if I use the power of my mind. Wow. It starts in my mind. Those systems respond to our unseen part of us, our mind. The problem people have is they have low self-image. So they're telling their nervous system to send weak electrical impulses mm. that's creating low responses in their muscular system, which wow. is creating the limited results that they're seeing. Ooh. So they're not able to perform at the level and they're not able to give what's called energy, which is that outward response of the electrical response that we place inside our nervous system. So that's why we have a strong mindset. It gives you electrical responses that comes off as energy. Yes. Fascinating. Fascinating concepts. Listen. Yes. This is fascinating. So who knew? I mean, these are... These are groundbreaking ideas. And that's what we're here for on the final answer is to give groundbreaking ideas 
concepts, things that are going to shake you up and get you thinking. Somebody out there is listening and you uh, there's something inside of you that wants to reject this. That's your free will choice. We talked about that earlier. Yes. Reject yes. It, that's okay. But if you're still struggling with success later, come on back. We'll be here every week, all right, to help you out with these things. Somebody out and there, we know it too. Somebody, this is we're like, I knew this we, was something else. Was and going. we know how many of us bought the little electrical responses things because our mind has been so weak. We're not sending us proper electrical impulses to our system. So they created a stem machine that says, We're going to get your muscles to respond to retract. It's electrical, and it's in, but this is electrical too. I don't wow. need that machine if I get my machine functioning properly. Wow. Wow. All right. We are, we've, we've, we've rolled through an hour quite easily. Okay. I, we, we okay. gotta, we gotta wind this down. Now we are going to have many more weeks, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys subscribe to this podcast. Even if you're one of our live viewers, we ask that you go to Spotify and the other places where you uh, get your podcast, download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, follow us. We want to have you guys with us. Share it with somebody. Send it to somebody. Somebody out there is going to be on the treadmill, and they need to hear this tomorrow, tonight, uh, the next day. So make sure you guys check us out there, too. To those of you who have been listening to us on podcast, plas podcast platforms but would like to see us live, we are live on Facebook at Success Epitomized. Um, so please make sure you check us out there as well. Dr. Roadman, let, let's take them home. Let's in the next five to 10 minutes. Can you can you wrap up some concepts around the mind uh, that will help people have something that they can leave this show with and chew on something, you know, simple enough for them to say, OK, mm -hmm. here's the minds. Here's what they do. Here's how I can take control. Well, this is what you want to do. Let's go back to the mind so we can leave everybody with the minds and something they can take with them. Right. Yeah. We go back to our highest form of our mind is our unconscious mind connected to our spirit. And most people's unconscious mind has been dormant. And the reason why it's dormant, because they have removed themselves from allowing it to function in this greatest capacity. For you to reach perfect success, you have to get back to unlocking your unconscious mind. That's why I have a uh, actual little video show called The Unconscious Experience to get you back to functioning in your unconscious state. Yes. Now, the ways that you can unlock your unconscious mind back again, there's four ways we help people unlock their unconscious mind, which is actually getting back to dreaming again. Dreaming again will help you unlock your unconscious mind because allow you to start thinking about all the possibilities. Okay. What they put behind I am. What any Most of people us. have with any yeah. of us. Okay. What you put behind I am will either make your unconscious mind dormant mm. or release all possibilities. Wow. And what we call is worship. See, worship is acknowledging who you truly are. So when mm. you know your true image as a creator of your reality, the master of your destiny, mm. the source of your world, right? the advocate of your choices, the heir of all possibilities, the ruler of your decisions. Right. The governor of your desires or the leader of your desires in the dominator of your environment where you know how to worship yourself properly and unlocks that unconscious mind to function back again. Mm. And in stillness and breathing, receiving more of your true self, which is spirit, will help you unlock your unconscious mind. Wow. Now, your subconscious mind deals more off of it holds your memories, your personalities. It holds your talents. Mm -hmm. And what we call our subconscious programming, we call 
systems, programs, structures, and orders. It also holds what's called a habit. Okay. It creates visions and ideas. This is why we you want your visions at endpoint. Write the vision down, make it plain, get the ideas, go towards it. Run towards the vision. Your subconscious mind will help you do that. Wow. Your conscious mind holds inside of it your consciousness, your imagination, your conscience, your ego, and your free will. Mm. Now, to help you actually be able to get your consciousness, your conscious mind working for you is to get in what's called faith, knowledge, and wisdom. Mm. That will help you get and wisdom. wisdom. All right. Faith is actually having a plan with the laws that will guarantee they will work. Mm. Knowledge is the principles that will make that plan and those laws work in the right system that you place it in. Right. And wisdom or the instructions of other people's experience will not allow you to fail when you go through it. Love it. Wow. Then your, then your creative mind holds all your desires, your wants, your perceptions, your judgments, and your internal clock of appointed times. Uh-huh. When you understand the heart, when it understands the times of life, it will be able to have the right perceptions to go to truth and not your truth. Mm. We got to get rid of that. We said that earlier. You have to get rid of we that. You have to stop saying, this is my truth, though. You created that. That is not reality for everyone. That may be your reality, but that is not true reality. It's for facts. Everyone. Not it's true. facts, but not truth. That's a whole different not conversation. True. Facts versus truth. Stay tuned. We'll come back with another episode yes. one day and explain the difference between facts and truth. Facts We've and been truth. We're the same thing, but continue on. Continue. Your, your creative mind functioning properly will release unlimited amounts of creativity. When it doesn't, it will function emotionally. Mm. And in your physical self, which is your self that creates manifestation, your heart and your creative mind creates manifestation mm. into this realm, but your ethical mind makes that manifestation yours. Wow. So what you speak comes from your creative mind. Mm. Out of the abundance of your creative mind, the mouth speaks and it creates. Wow. So what you're feeling, what's your perception, what's your judgment, what's your time period, what you speak, you will create your ethical mind will see if you will make your actions align with what you created or not. So a lot of people are trying to manifest things by Ooh. speaking, but not using their ethical mind to create the actions to meet the actual place where their words manifested. Wow. So you can't just speak it and not align. The other exactly. mind is aligned. So how much your actions have to be done to manifest what you spoke will determine by all the minds working together. Wow. When you can get all the minds functioning together as one, you will truly understand what it means to love thyself. Wow. And that's what I'll leave everybody with. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the final answer. Final answer. <laughs> we want to thank you guys for being here with us. Those who are here live, those who are listening here on the podcast, wherever your favorite podcast are found. You guys, thank you for following, subscribing. Make sure you continue to come back each week as we continue to bring you guys this great information. We want you guys to grow. We want you guys to have 
perfect, predictable success. Enough with hoping, wishing, and waiting that you can get to success, have the things that you've always wanted, have the things that you've dreamed of for you, for your children, for your spouse, for your life. You felt like you were on the treadmill of life, like you're you're moving, but you're not going anywhere. Every year comes around and it's like, it's like that's deja vu. It's like it's just happening again. It's like the movie Groundhog Day. I'm just living the same life over and over, year after year. I'm getting older and older. Birthdays are no longer something I celebrate. It just reminds me that I'm in the same place and I've been stuck for a long time. For so many people, you've been stuck because you have not had the right keys. We are giving you the final answer, the keys to perfect, predictable success, because it is possible. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. Dr. Anthony Roman. thank you so much for imparting this knowledge and wisdom on us. I just can't thank you yes. enough. Thank <laughs> man, you. I love you. it, thank man. You. Thank you. <laughs> a lot of fun. We'll see you guys here again next week. We also make sure you check out our other live show, In God's Image, The Truth Revealed, Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific time, where we go to another level with some other conversations that we find very interesting and we hope will help you in your life. Thank you guys for being here. We'll see you guys next time on Success Epitomize Presents, The Final Answer. Everybody have a great day. <laughs>